Hi guys, welcome again to another episode of When the Scriptures Become Real. It's again a podcast where we learn, where we study, where we grow, and we try to become the best versions of ourselves as we can as we continue to serve our Lord. Again, you can find the podcast on YouTube uh, and watch the video portion there. And then you can also find the podcast anywhere that you can get your podcast. And we're so thankful uh, that you guys have found us and that you are here with us today. All right, so <laughs> again, it's another podcast that I did not plan, um, but this just kind of came up as I was kind of thinking about some things and looking at the scripture. I was like, man, I got to I got to do it. <laughs> I got I got to do it. So today's podcast, if you saw it on social media, the topic is, oops, <laughs> I thought this is what I wanted. Oops, this is what I I thought this was what I wanted. So here's here's why we entitled it this way. Have you ever wanted something? Right. And whatever that something is, and it wasn't what you thought it would be when you got it. Right. What, whatever that is, whatever you've worked hard for. And then when you when, when you received it, it wasn't what you thought it would be. Or or maybe you're in this boat. Have you ever chosen one thing over another thing? And then the one thing that you've chosen over the other one, it didn't pan out the way that you thought it should pan out. Does that make sense? So how does it make you feel in either one of those situations? How does it make you feel when when your choice or what you picked isn't what you thought it would be? It's kind of a weird feeling, isn't it? And so sometimes what we can do sometimes in our lives is we can make certain choices and decisions. And after we make those choices and decisions, Sometimes we have to sit back and we wonder, was this the right choice, right? Was this the right decision? Did I do the right thing, right? You, you thought it would it would bring you one outcome, but it brought you the, the total opposite of what you thought it would be, right? So that's what we're going to talk about today. And we're going to look at a couple examples of people that made those choices. And maybe this can help you as we kind of study and as we kind of go through this today. So, oops, I thought this is what I wanted. So, if you're taking notes, here's how here we're going to here's how we're going to start this. So, number 1, sometimes when it comes to those choices that we're talking about, sometimes in order to understand um if we made a right or wrong choice, sometimes we we feel like we have to try everything. So, think about Solomon, right? So, let's go to let's go to Ecclesiastes chapter 2. Ecclesiastes chapter 2. Now with Solomon, he had he had the ultimate choice. He could do whatever he wanted, right? And he did whatever he wanted. And so we can kind of just look through and, and from verses four through eleven, look how many times the word I shows up. If you're taking notes, just circle or highlight every time you see I from verses four through eleven. And then after the I, then Solomon says he did or he gained or he got or he wanted something. And so, like, just reading the first couple of verses, I had great works. I built, I built houses. I planted vineyards. I had gardens and orchards. I planted trees. I made pools of water, right? Then verse 7, I got servants. I got manservants. I got maidservants. Verse 8, I got silver. I got gold. I have men singers. I have women singers. I have everything. So, notice what Solomon did. Solomon thought, that every single thing that he mentioned from verses 4 through 11 
was something that he thought he needed to fill a hole. So let's let's just use verses four and five as an example. I made great works. Then I built houses. So what did Solomon in his mind, what he's telling us, there was a hole within him. And he thought, if I could just do great works, if I can build and get houses, if I can make vineyards, if I can have gardens and orchards, then I will be. See, he was expecting something. So when you got the house, when you got the orchard, when you got everything you wanted, then in his mind, the equation was, if I get this, this should equal this feeling. This should equal um, happiness. This should equal fulfillment if I get this. So then let's keep going. So let's just use let's just use verse verse eight. So then I gathered also silver and gold and treasures of kings and provinces. So now again, now he says, if I could get gold, if I can get silver, then that should equal happiness, fulfillment, whatever else. So here's what Solomon did. Solomon was just like us. Solomon had a hole in his heart, right? And he had a giant hole. But here's, here's what Solomon's problem was. Within that hole that he had, he felt like, number one, he could do it on his own. Because look how many times he says I from verses 4 through 11. Then number two, notice what else Solomon thought. I can do it on my own, but then also if I get these things, it's going to bring me the feeling that I'm looking for. So here's the spot that we can find ourselves in today as New Testament Christians. Did Solomon love God, guys? Absolutely, because who did he ask wisdom from? He asked wisdom to get wisdom from God. Who is his father? David. So he obviously loved God, right? But here's what we can find ourselves doing. On the one side, we can love God. But on the other side, there are things in this world that we feel like God can't give us. So notice what I'm notice what we're saying here as we study. So Solomon in his mind believed that if he could just achieve these things along with God, then he would be truly happy. That's the trick that Satan plays on us. And I was talking to a friend of mine. Some of you guys might know uh, Matt Haynes. We were, we were talking about this. He had a he was going through an outline here in, in Ecclesiastes, and he mentioned sometimes when we think that this world has more to offer us than what God has to offer us, we'll always end up like Solomon. We'll always end up like Solomon. And what did Solomon say at the end of all this? Everything that I did, he said, is vanity. It's all vanity. So now as we think about this, guys, you can find yourself and I can find myself in this state too. Oops, this is what I thought I wanted. I thought if I could get this money, it should bring a, a certain level of happiness along with God. If I could just get this house, it would bring me a certain level of happiness along with God. If I had, you know, all this other stuff, it would bring a certain amount of happiness with God. You see what we're doing? For, for you guys that love math, you're doing the equation backwards. Sometimes what we do is, if I could get plus God, then I'll be happy. 
the equation should be, it should be God equals contentment. But sometimes we feel like we have to add other things along with God. And that's what Solomon's problem was. So sometimes, guys, maybe you're in that state now where you you really love God. And that's a great thing. And I, I ask that you continue and God asks you to continue to love him. That's a wonderful thing. But here's our problem. Sometimes we think this world can offer me more than what God can really give me. So just like Solomon, notice what he did. Here's what we'll end up doing, guys. If this is the state that we find ourselves in, meaning there's a certain hole within me, there's a certain hole. I feel like I'm missing something. So if I could just achieve this or or get this or have my own this. So do you notice what Solomon's doing? I have to get something in order to get a feeling. So that's a that's a dangerous mindset. But that's why Paul said godliness with contentment. What is that? That's actually great gain. So what we end up doing, if we have this mindset of Solomon verses four through 11, here's what he proves to us. Guys, we end up breaking our own hearts. This is crazy. If we have the attitude of Solomon that I love God, but I still have a hole in my heart. So I feel like I, on my own, I have to accomplish and gain these things to gain a feeling. If that's us, at the end of how hard you work, however long that is by yourself, you're going to find that your heart's going to be broken. So how do, how do we know that? So let's look at verse, verse 10. Whatsoever my eyes desired, I kept not from them. Notice not now, notice he's going to start bringing his heart into this. I withheld not my heart from joy. My heart rejoiced in all my labor and this was the portion of all my labor. So Solomon said it was good for a time. I enjoyed everything. But and he said I withheld not my heart from anything. So now he gets everything he wants. And here's the crazy thing about it, guys. Sometimes if you're in this mind state where you feel like I just got to go 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 and work, just naturally because of your work ethic, that house that you want, you're probably going to get it. You know, the car that you want, you're probably going to get it. You know, the money that you want, you're probably going to get it because of just work ethic alone. But even after you get it, notice where Solomon's heart is. So Solomon said, I got it. I worked hard. I did everything. I got it. But now let's look at the state of his heart. Verse 17. So all of this stuff is folly. Now he says, therefore, I hated life. Because the work that is wrought under the sun it's not joyous for me anymore, like I just said in verse 10, but now it's grievous to me. Everything is vanity. So now what else are you starting to hate now, Solomon? Verse 18, the labor that I once loved, because I just told y'all I loved it in verse 10. Now, how do I feel about all that hard work and all the houses that I got? Verse 18, now I hate all my labor. I hate all the time that I wasted. Because I should leave it unto the man that should be after me. Right? Now jump down to verse, uh, actually verse 19. And who knoweth whether he shall be a wise man or a fool? So notice what Solomon's saying. I got all these houses. I got all these cars. 
I, I worked and worked and worked and worked and worked and I got what I wanted straight off work ethic. But now he says, I kind of have too much. And he says, I can't even take it with me. And then he goes even farther to say, the person that's going to have it after me, I don't even know if they're going to be wise or a fool. So all my work could be wasted. Then he says, verse, verse 19, and he shall have rule over everything that I labored for. And wherein I showed myself wise under the sun. All of this is vanity. But now watch. Now watch the hatred here. Therefore, he's talking about his heart. I went about to cause my own heart to despair because of all the labor that I took under the sun. Now jump down to verse number 23. Or actually verse 22. For what hath a man of all his labor and of vexation of his heart wherein he labored under the sun? All his days are sorrowful and his travail is grief. His heart takes not rest in the night. This is vanity. So here's my encouragement. Oops, I thought this is what I wanted. Maybe you, you fall into the place where you are a Christian that loves God. But there's still a hole. There's still this hole. You feel like there's something missing that God can't give you. So in your mind, the equation is just like Solomon. Sometimes we we, we give Solomon a lot of flack, but there's a, there's actually a lot of Solomons out here. And what I what what I mean by that is you love God, but sometimes you'll sacrifice God's time so you can get this house, so you can get this car, so you can get this gold. And you can get and get and get because you're working hard for a reason. And again, we're supposed to work hard. Absolutely. But also there's, there should be a balance. Matthew chapter six, verse 33. So now if you get and get and get. This indicates that you're searching for something that you feel like God has not given you. I'm searching for a feeling. And if I could just have whatever this is then I can have the feeling that I can really be happy. Solomon said, nothing in this world that you can get that you think you want will give you that feeling. But here's the thing about, oops, I thought this is what I wanted. Sometimes we can look at Solomon, and then sometimes we won't really believe Ecclesiastes chapter 2, verses 4 through 11, until we've actually tried it. Meaning, but Solomon, you don't understand my situation, though. If I would just have all of this, then I would be happy. Here's the thing that we don't understand, though. Everything that you gain that you think is going to bring you happiness comes with its own problems and issues. So let's say you're not like because Solomon was born into riches because he was David's son. But let's say you're not. But let's say that you want to be insanely rich or let's say you want to just have more than what you have now. Is that is there anything wrong with having more or wanting more? Absolutely not. You should want better for yourself. But notice what Solomon's saying here. So let's say you get the house. Let's say you get the cars. Let's say you get the money. Let's say you get all these things. Guess what all those things come with? They come with their own set of baggage. They come with their own set of baggage. So there's nothing wrong with gaining those things. 
But understand, even when you gain those things, it's not going to give you the ultimate freedom that you think it's going to give you. And Solomon said, I tried it. I tried it and it doesn't work. So if you're in that space today, maybe what we can do together is maybe we can reconsider instead of working so hard for this, maybe I need to work hard for the Lord as he helps me to get these things. Then maybe our mindset will start changing. So, oops, I thought this is what I wanted. Sometimes we'll get to that point because sometimes like Solomon, we have to try everything, right? We got to try everything. So then before we go to point two, if you want to support the podcast, you can go to www.anchor.fm slash when scriptures become real slash support. And then you could uh, you could uh, support the podcast there. And we're so appreciative of that. Uh, if you guys want to support the podcast and we're so appreciative of everything that you guys do uh, to support the podcast as well. All right, so point number two. Oops, I thought this is what I wanted. I thought, I really, really thought this is what I wanted. Then number two, as we keep going. And also, here's here's another thing I wanted to mention as well before we keep going. Um, another ad that we wanted to give, it's also a new one. If you also been, you know, if you're, if you're um, looking for um, another job, if you're looking for other ways to uh, make some passive income, uh, what you can do is you can actually go to uh, www.passiveresidual.gr8.com and then you could sign up there and for more information uh, if you want to uh, make more passive income as we're going through that. All right, so point number two. So, oops, man, I thought, I really thought this is what I wanted. I really, really thought this is what I wanted. So two, sometimes we are influenced to make bad choices. So sometimes we feel like we got to try everything, right? Sometimes we feel like we got to try it. But then sometimes we feel like, sometimes we feel like, um, well, sometimes we're, um, we're influenced to make bad choices, okay? So think about Judas. We just looked at Solomon, but think about Judas. So Judas had a choice to make. But here's the thing about choices. Sometimes we have other people that influence us to make those bad choices. So look at Matthew chapter 26. Matthew chapter 26. And let's see here. Matthew chapter 26. Okay, so then point number two, as we keep talking about this, um, we looked at Solomon, number one. Sometimes we feel like we got to try everything, okay? Then point number two, sometimes we're influenced to make bad choices. So Solomon made those choices on his own. Obviously, the women in his life didn't help him. But here, Judas was also influenced to make bad choices. So look at this. Look at Matthew chapter 26. Matthew 26, and let's start verse 14. Now, remember, this is right after the precious ointment. So this is right after Mary um, was with Jesus and wiped Jesus' feet with that precious ointment. But then that's when Judas said, well, we could sell this. All right, we can sell this. Why aren't we why aren't we giving to the poor? We could sell this, right? But then watch verse 14. Then one of the twelve, called Judas Iscariot, after that incident, he went out to the chief priest. Then the text says, Now, what did he just tell Jesus? We could sell this, right? We could sell this. 
But now notice what he says to them. Then he said unto them, what will you give me? And I will deliver him unto you. So again, Judas was obviously angry because he didn't get what he wanted. So obviously this is, this had been building up. But then after this incident in Matthew 26 with the ointment, then, Je then Judas had the mind to betray Jesus. So at this time, this is what Judas thought he wanted. You know what? Okay, fine. Let me go ask someone else what they're going to give me to give him up. Then they, then they, then they enchanted him or, and, and then they, uh, and when they, uh, covenanted him for 30 pieces of silver. And from that time on, he sought opportunity to betray him. So now, oops, this is what I thought I wanted. Here's what can happen sometimes with our choices. Sometimes what we can do as well is we can be influenced by others to make the wrong choice. So as we look at this, Judas was taking advantage of the closeness that he had with Christ. And so notice what happens later on, though. This is this is important. If we go to um, if we go to Luke chapter 22, I want to look at his account, too. Luke chapter 22 um yes Luke 22 uh beginning in in verse number 1 so this this is this is also very important um before we keep going all right so verse 1 and now the feast of unleavened bread drew nigh which is called the passover and the chief priests and the scribes sought how they might kill him for they feared the people then entered satan into judas iscariot being the number of the 12 and he went his way and he communed with the chief priests and the captains how he might betray him unto them. And they were glad. And they covenanted him to give him money. And he promised and he sought opportunity to betray him in the absence of the multitude. So now all this is happening. And Judas, now what does Judas think? Right now, this is what I want. Obviously, Jesus is not giving me what I thought he would. So I'm going to go to somebody else and let's see what somebody else will give me what Jesus has not given me. That's how we can make bad choices too. Just because somebody isn't giving you something right now that you feel like you want, what we can do is we can let others around us influence us to go to somebody that will give us what we want right now. So this happens all the time. I mean, it really does happen all the time. So sometimes we influence people to do things that we know aren't good for them. Wait, wait, wait. So you're saying this job, which is your only job that you have, so this job isn't 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 paying you right? This this job is do that. You know what you need to do? What you need to do is you need to yell at everybody at that job and go to go to this one. But this one it's a bad environment here. It's it's not good here. It, it it'll take away from my studies and it'll take away from worship. It'll take away. But you're saying I need to go there. Yeah, go there. 
So you're influenced to make a bad decision because you're not getting what you want right now. It, I mean, there's there's multiple situations we can use for that. And Judas, this is what he wanted. So what's our top? Oops, this is what I thought I wanted. I thought I wanted to betray him because Jesus didn't give me what I wanted. But now notice later on how Judas feels. Look at Matthew 27. Um, beginning verse um Begin in verse number three. Then Judas, which had betrayed him, when he saw that he was condemned, he repented within himself and brought again the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and the elders. The same thing that they gave him that they tried to, you know, enchant him with. This is what he said, verse four. I have sinned. I have betrayed innocent blood. And then what did they say? What is that to us? See, see thou to that. That doesn't mean anything to us. Oops. This is what I thought I wanted. See, sometimes the decisions that other people want you to make, sometimes those decisions, they tell you to do things that are best for them, not what's best for you. So guess what? Just as Satan was using Judas, the chief scribes and the Pharisees were using Judas too. So Judas was being played on both sides. Satan thought, Satan was convincing Judas that he could get something out of the deal. The chief priests and the scribes convinced Judas that he can get something out of, the, out of the deal. So he got played by both people. And the one person that wasn't playing him, he was playing Jesus. So you see why here's the danger of playing with people. Stop playing people because when you play people, you're going to get played. I mean, that's just the nature of, of the sowing and reaping rule. So there's a lot of people getting played here. But now let's keep going. Verse four or verse five. And he cast down the pieces of silver in the temple. And then he left and he departed. But then what did he end up doing? And he hung himself. He hung himself. Oops. This is what I thought I wanted. So this is why we got to be careful with the influences of other people around us. Because sometimes what people do, just like the chief priests and the, and the Sadducees here and the scribes and Satan, they will only tell you advice that benefits them. And, and their, what's the right word, and their agenda. So Satan's whole agenda, he wanted nothing to do with Judas. But he said, I'll use you, though. The chief priests and the scribes wanted nothing to do with Jesus or with, with Judas. But I'll use you, though. Sometimes people will only use you to get what they want. And then after that, oops. What did, what did, what did the chief scribes say to Judas? What's that to us? You already gave me what I wanted. So take your guilt and take your tears over there. We got what we wanted already. You see the danger of that? Oops. I thought this is what I wanted. That's why we got to be careful, guys. And this is why the Proverbs and the Psalms, specifically Proverbs, that's why that always, that's why that always talks about prudence and wisdom and 
even with the advice that other people give. Thank you for, here's the thing about advice is when you get advice from people, thank you, man, I appreciate that advice. Thank you, sister, I appreciate that advice. But let me take exactly what you said and let me compare it to the Bible. I think that's the small step that we miss and that all of us really have missed at times in our Christian lives. Just because sister so-and-so said it, just because brother so-and-so said it, I'm just going to believe it because they said it. That's wonderful. And I hope that they have great intentions for you. But whatever you say, I'm going to take that and compare it to what this says. We should do that. There's times I have done that. There's times I haven't done that. And so here's what we need to do. That's how we take counsel from the Lord. Is we go back and compare it to this book. So, oops, I thought this is what I wanted. Sometimes we feel like, guys, we got to try everything. Two, sometimes we, we are influenced by others to make bad choices. And then just like Judas, we end up getting played. Or then number three, here's a, here's a big one here. Sometimes it's just as simple as we make the wrong choice. Sometimes we make the wrong choice. Look, well, let's stay in Matthew and go to Matthew 27. Matthew 27. This is this is going to be uh, special too. All right. Matthew 27. All right. So here's how we're going to do this one here. All right. So uh, let's start in verse 21, I believe. Yeah. All right. Verse 21. So the governor answered, and he said unto them, of the two, who will that I should release unto you? And they said, Barabbas. So again, sometimes what we can do is just like the mob, we can make the wrong choice. So you got two people up there. You got Barabbas, who's a thief, and who's a, who's a renowned thief. And then you have Judas, innocent blood. So now, if that's the case, what do we do then? What do we do? So now let's keep reading. Then Pilate said, what shall I do to Jesus, which is called Christ? And they said, let him be crucified. And the governor said, why? What evil has he done? But they cried out more and more saying, let him, talking about Christ, let him be crucified. Okay, uh, yeah, so let him be crucified. But then verse 23, so the governor said, why, what evil has he done? But they cried out more, saying, let him be crucified. And when Pilate saw that he could not prevail nothing, but rather a tumult was made, he took the water and washed his hands and said, I'm innocent of the blood of this person. See ye to it. Then answered all the people and said, his blood be on us and on our children. That's crazy right there. That's something that we miss a lot. Let his blood be on us and our children. Then what did they decide to do? Verse 26. Then they released Barabbas. And he scourged Jesus and delivered him to be crucified. Oops. I thought this is what I wanted. Sometimes what we can be as well, guys. Sometimes we can be just like the mob. Sometimes in our lives, sometimes we're presented with two opportunities, two things, two people, 
Sometimes we're presented with two different things. And what we can do sometimes is sometimes we can pick the wrong one, just like Barabbas. And so think about what they said. Jesus' blood, let it be on us and our children. You know, sometimes with making the wrong choice, sometimes there's a lot of reasons why we make the wrong choice. Maybe it's because of influence of everybody else. Maybe it's because we feel like we tried everything like we talked about. But sometimes we can make the wrong choice and there's nobody to blame but ourselves. You know, sometimes there's nobody else that we can blame but us. I thought this is what I wanted. Can you imagine picking Barabbas over Jesus? That's the guy. That's the guy I want. But now this one, the good one, nah, let's let's release him. You know, the Lord, and all of us have fallen into this. The Lord in all of our lives, in different ways and in different avenues, I'll say that. At some point in time in our lives, it almost kind of sounds like we're using kind of a multiverse uh, mindset here, but it kind of is when you think about it. At some point in our lives, the Lord has always provided us with the same situation as the mob. Meaning, in our lives, he always presented a good opportunity, but then at the same time, there was a bad opportunity there too. And sometimes because of maybe other influences or maybe just us, maybe you can look back and maybe you can look where you are now. And sometimes we picked the Barabbas opportunity rather than the Jesus opportunity. That's crazy. Think about it. In our lives, sometimes we picked the Barabbas opportunities instead of the Jesus opportunities. So my question for you, kind of as you, as you look at your own life and even at the decisions that you're making currently, which decisions have you been making more heavily, the Barabbas opportunities or the Jesus opportunities? But here's the crazy thing about it. Whenever those opportunities in our lives were presented, sometimes the the effect of that opportunity, sometimes it's not instantly felt. Meaning, maybe to you at the time, maybe to you, both opportunities look the same. Maybe both opportunities look good and you just picked one. Or maybe both opportunities look good, but you just picked the fun one or you just picked the comfortable one. You know, that that's very possible too. But sometimes the effect of that decision is not felt until later. So think about this. I was looking at this, and this is crazy when you think about this, um, about what they felt. Sometimes we don't know that we made the wrong choice until our world shakes. Sometimes we don't know if we've made the wrong choice unless our world shakes. Well, what do you mean by that? 
So who did they choose between Barabbas and Jesus? They chose Barabbas. And they got exactly what they wanted, didn't they? But in an instant, were they punished? No. But watch what happens here. Go to Matthew 27. Matthew 27. And look at verse 53 and 54. And came out of the graves after his resurrection and went to the holy city and he appeared unto many. Now when the centurion and they that were with him watching Jesus, what did they see? They saw the earthquake and they saw those things that were done. So with the, with the Barabbas opportunities and people in your life and with the Jesus opportunities and people in your life, sometimes you won't know that you've made the right or wrong choice unless your world starts shaking. I thought if I picked this Barabbas opportunity or person, I thought they would make me feel this way. I thought it would feel that way. I thought it would, okay, you chose that one. Well, if I pick this one, I thought it would make me feel this, 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 or this. You won't really know until your world shakes. So in their minds, they thought Barabbas was the best thing. But they just killed the best thing. But what did they say at the end? They feared greatly after their choice. And they said, truly, this really was the son of God. Guys, as we, as we kind of make some personal application here, um, let's see, how do I word it? It's, um, let's, let's take this twofold. I see why um, Paul told Titus in Titus 2. I see why that the young men and the young women should learn from the older men and the older women. Not because just for the reasons that are mentioned there in Titus 2, but also because of this verse right here, verse 54. And this is what I mean. There are many older men and that are there are many older women that I have met, and I'm not you know young, but I'm not old either. Either you know I'm 29, but I've met many brethren in the church, and sometimes those brethren, thankfully, and I'm I'm happy I'm happy that they've done this. They sat me down, and guess what they did? They took me back to a time in their minds where they chose a Barabbas person or a Barabbas opportunity rather than the Jesus person and the Jesus opportunity. And so now before I have the opportunity to make the same choice that they made, guess what they can say? Don't choose Barabbas. I don't care how Barabbas looks. I don't care how fun Barabbas is. I don't care how much money Barabbas offers. Choose the Jesus opportunity. Because I didn't realize the person that I chose until that Barabbas person, that Barabbas job opportunity, shook my world. So do you see why it's important for us to, to learn from our brethren, to learn from their 
I thought this is what I wanted moments. Because here's the thing about the earthquake. The earthquake was physically here in Matthew 27. But you know, there's there's something called a tremor where it still shakes. It's not a full earthquake, but it's still, you can feel it before the full-blown earthquake. You know, the, the initial earthquake in some people's lives have already um, have already happened. But because of the power of that choice that they made, they still feel the tremors of it. Man, I had an opportunity to pick it to pick a Jesus opportunity, and I picked this one. Maybe it was out of comfortability. Maybe it was out of fear I did it. Maybe it was because of influence that everybody else said. I, maybe it was out of influence of that Barabbas job opportunity or whatever itself. But this is why we mention sometimes we won't know that we made the wrong choice until your world shakes. And guys, we're not always going to make the right decision because we're not perfect. But as we study and as we learn together, what we can do is Lord willing, by studying the scriptures together, we can minimize those Barabbas decisions and we can maximize those Jesus decisions. So, oops, I thought this is what I wanted. And for, for us guys, I really, here's what I wish for you. I may know you, I may not know you, but for kind of my generation and moving forward, when we get older, right, when, when we get to that point where we're, we're tied as two men and we're tied as two women, don't you want to get to the point where you can talk to somebody younger and then you can tell them, I chose the Jesus opportunity. Was it was it a hard choice? Yeah, it was hard. Was it a difficult choice? Yeah, it was difficult. But I chose the Jesus opportunity. And young man, young woman, choose him. Choose the opportunity he gives. Choose the people that are like him. I don't care how challenging it is. I don't care how uncomfortable it is. I don't care if it choose that opportunity. Because guess what? In my age, I'm not feeling tremors. I'm not feeling earthquakes. In my age, because of that Jesus opportunity that I picked all those years ago, I'm getting some rest. And that's what I want you to have. I don't want you to have earthquakes in your life. I want you to have some rest. But that all depends on the opportunities and the people that we pick, are they more like Barabbas or are they more like Jesus? Oops. I thought this is what I wanted. Man, what a, y'all see why I had to do it? <laughs> y'all see why I had to? I, I was like, well, bro, we got we to gotta talk about this. As I was just looking at this, I'm like, man, I mean, this is just a great opportunity to study this. And as we talk and as we study it's just a, it's amazing that we can all help each other because myself included, you know, I haven't always made the best decisions. You know, I had, I'm not a perfect man, right? You're not perfect, but this is why we can study together and we can understand where, um, 
where these people in scripture are coming from so that we can minimize those decisions and we can make better decisions moving forward. So I hope this is able to help you and encourage you. And if you need help with this, like we always say, you know, let's study, let's reach out, let's, let's, let's uh, talk together. Uh, let's pray together. I'm telling you over the past couple of weeks, it's been great to talk to some of you. I mean, we've had prayers over the phone. We've had, you know, texts, we've had conversations. We've had conversations with people that have literally gone two hours and I've literally just met them that night. You know, it's just great that we can do this and we can talk and we can study um, so that we can help each other grow and develop. So I hope that I was able to help you guys today. Lord willing. Um, what's today? Thursday. Yeah. Uh, Lord willing, we'll be, we'll be back with another podcast next week. Um, I'm hoping to have a guest on, uh, on Monday. So I'm looking forward to having him on. Just got to do some confirmation and that's going to be great next week, Lord willing. So looking forward to being with you guys on Monday. Thank you guys. Have a good week and we'll see you then. Thanks guys.